You're listening to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 42, and I'm your host, Rachel Antony. I sat down today with Julia Barnes. Julia is the owner and founder of Honubel, a premium swimmer line in Calgary, which I am sure you have heard of or seen on Instagram. They're super cute. And Julia shares her story growing up and how she always wanted to be a fashion designer and how she started an apparel company, which she transitioned into Honobel that now focuses solely on swimwear for active women. She shares the challenges of running your own business and how to get out of your own head when you start to doubt yourself. She values a support group around her and needs that outside perspective to remind herself why she started the company in the first place. She shares the importance of having people around you that will support you and boost your confidence. And she also shares the best experience or best advice she's ever received and her own advice from the experience of starting a business. She shares the process of designing a swimsuit and where she gets the inspiration from and where she plans to take Honubel in the future. I really enjoyed talking to Julia. I think she gave some great advice and very relatable advice for people that are running their own business. So let's get into it. Here is Julia. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here today with Julia from Honorel. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. Do you want to start with introducing yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Julia, and I am the owner and designer of Honobel. Honobel is a swimmer line for women um, who live to play in the powerful elements in the ocean, the wind. And um, yeah, I think with this line, what I want, I want to empower women to feel free. And before we get into why you own a swimwear line while living in Calgary, we'll get into that. But let's start a little bit from more of the beginning. So what did you want to be when you grew up and what was your career trajectory before you ended up here? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I actually did want to be a fashion designer when I was a child. Yes. I don't know um, uh, why or where it came from, but... I always think it was, um, my dad had a lot of influence in that. Um, he is very artistic and, um, he's always kind of guided me into that creative sort of, uh, world. And, um, and so I always wanted to, you know, wear something different, something that was out of norm. Um, and if I didn't have it, I just wanted to make it. <laughs> so it wasn't just the the ideas, the sketches, you know, the you know being being the most extravagant or anything like that. But it was about creating something that was perhaps different. That and it was made by me. <laughs> right. No, that's impressive. Because <laughs> um, you you grew up on the coast. No, I actually grew, grew up, up here. I grew up in Slovakia in Europe. Oh, so across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how did you end up in Canada? Is it your family? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have two brothers and with my parents, uh, the five of us, we uh, immigrated to Canada in 2000. Um, so, yeah, um, I can say half of my life I spent there and half of my life I spent here in Canada. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I actually didn't know this, but when I was reading about Honeyball, that it started as an apparel company and the clothes that you were making, and then it transitioned into swimwear. So do you want to share like how the idea of starting a company, where the name came from, and then how it became swimwear? Where did you re- read that, actually? It was on, it was either the Hem blog. Okay. There was like two or three articles that I was reading. And, okay. Um, yeah, one of them had mentioned it. I actually, um, that's interesting that you say that because I don't think a lot of people do realize that uh, when I first started Hornwell that I started with, you know, making an apparel. Um, so more hoodies and, and tank tops and tank dresses and stuff like that. Um, and then with the evolution of the brand and like what I wanted to kind of achieve with it, um, it became uh, apparent that it was going to be swimwear. So kind of to to back up here, um, in 2009, I um, I kind of felt the urge to to really follow that designing and like garment making passion of mine, and um, and that's when I realized that I needed to sort of focus on where I where I really wanted that lifestyle um, to be part of that. So. I realized that I it wasn't the you know gowns or, or you know wedding dresses that I wanted to sort of create. It was more the surfwear fashion, you know. So that's kind of where I started, and that's where you know a lot of the apparel <laughs> part started. And um, and it was it was really great, you know, to to make my first hoodie and to kind of silk screen the the logo on it. It was it was quite quite the accomplishment, I would say. And then you know, getting the feedback from people around me that they liked it, they wanted it, um, was quite encouraging. Um, in 2010, we, my husband and I, we spent the year traveling around the world, and we mostly went with the intention of, of being in mostly hot summer places where we can surf or windsurf. Um, so it was almost like a year of eternal summer. Um, so for a couple of years, I actually sat on on the brand on the line, and I didn't know kind of where to take it, what to do with it, because I didn't want it to be just another brand or another apparel company. Um, I wanted something different, and again, didn't know what it was going to be like. So, um, but then when we came back. Um, or after we came back and after we spent, you know, so much time on, you know, different beaches of the world, I really realized that, you know, it was kind of like that's what I wanted to spend my days, you know, I wanted to be um, free in, in the bathing suits, in the ocean, you know, going out to surf, going out um, to windsurf and kite and, and um yeah, and then and then in two thousand and thirteen is when I took that almost personal challenge of of uh, sewing my first the first um, bikini bottom, <laughs> and again I wanted to be I wanted to be different, so that cheeky cut came into play, and that first bottom I think is still in the archives, <laughs> never to be shown to the world. Um, but it was also exhilarating because that feeling of realizing, yes, this is what I need to do. This is where I really want to focus my energy and time into. Um, it was exciting. So then um, that 2013, I kind of spent, you know, uh, 
figuring out how to do it, where to find, um, where to source the fabrics, where to uh, get it made and all that. And then 2014, I launched the line, launched the swimwear line. So yeah, and uh, you asked about the, the name, uh, where it come from. So Honabel, I always think of it as a bit of a blend between Hawaiian aloha and, you know, because Honu is a uh, Hawaiian name for green sea turtle. Okay. And then um, Canadian beauty, so the bell being French, you know, for beauty or beautiful, and just trying to marry those together and, and come up with or, you know, portray something that's kind of unique, um, Hawaii inspired, but also, but also Canadian. Right. So I like it. Good. Um, <laughs> and so you didn't, you only sewed the first ones and then you got someone else to make them? Yes. Okay. So the very first few um, that I even sold were um, completely 100% sewn by me and, and made by me. And I even got little tags uh, made to, to sew on there with uh, the brand. Um, and then since then, I definitely um, replaced those right. <laughs> with the real deal yeah. <laughs> to my very first customers that believed in me. Um, and how has it been running a swimsuit company in Calgary since it's cold most of the time? <laughs> yeah, like these past few weeks. Yeah. Weeks. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely uh, poses its own challenges. I think uh, being in the northern climate, you know, people don't... Uh, don't, necessarily, don't necessarily associate um, wanting to spend a lot of money on good quality swimsuits, uh, swimwear. And I think, you know, here we, we tend to focus more on the outerwear, you know, trying to keep us, keep us warm. And, you know, so we don't have as much sort of preconception that it's okay to spend, you know, uh, spend money on a good quality product for being outside in the winter time but um i think people still don't think that they need um you know like a premium swimsuit because they're only going to use it you know once <laughs> a year <laughs> but i think that's also different um i i almost think of bathing suits as uh toques you know like Bathing suits, it doesn't matter where in the world you are or which climate, you always need bathing suits. You right. always need the swimmer. Um, toques, the same. If you're yeah. in Hawaii, you need a toque. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I don't know. And, and I felt like there was a bit of a gap in the market here in Calgary, um, you know, for that, for the premium swimmer that's also, that's sporty, but it's also um, has that sexy edge to it. Right. Yeah. When I think people, especially because you can have like a tooth, you can have them forever. Really. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you're only like wearing it a couple times. But I guess in the summer you go to the lake or like hot tubs and stuff. You do yeah. need, you need good swimsuits. And we all know what cheap swimsuits are like. So <laughs> it's worth investing in a good swimsuit. Yes. Um, do you want to walk us through the process of what goes into like a new collection or just one swimsuit in general? Like, What is that like? Yeah, sure. And I can, what I can offer here is just a little bit of an insight of, of my process. Yeah. This is not necessarily process um, across the industry or, or maybe some other brand. But um, how I go about it, for me, it starts with a sketch. 
Um, and usually the sketch actually starts with a dream sketch <laughs> or an inspiration or something that I think that I would want to see um, and make. And so, so then I sketch it out. Then it goes into basically measurements and um, putting, putting it down into a spec sheet. Um, and sometimes the technical drawing has to come along as well. And then typically what we do here in Calgary is um, I, I make the prototype. So I make it um, just a single layer, you know, um, prototype just to get the shape perfect and then send it off um, to my production house, which is in Bali, Indonesia. And uh, then they make the sample, uh, which comes back to me. And then, you know, whether there's adjustments or not, usually it's um, a process of a couple of times back and forth. And then until, you know, the, the fit is perfect, then um, we don't really approve it. And then when the fit is right and I'm happy, then it's approved and then it goes into the production. Um, with the collections, um, so right now, for the, for the past couple of years, I, I kind of focused on, on doing just two collections, sorry, one collection a year um, with maybe sometimes an exception of adding like a couple of colors uh, throughout the fall. Um, but yeah, so that collection sort of starts out with um, an inspiration, whether it's, a, whether it's a story, whether it's a feeling, whether it's a color, whether it's a texture or print. Uh, so usually we start out by putting together a vision board and a few different ideas on there. And that uh, typically translates into, um, you know, coming up with the whole um, collection coloring and the prints and, and stuff like that. So all the prints that we do are, are designed in-house and they're, they're all Hotobel specific. So um, you won't actually find them anywhere else on the, on the market. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And do you tend to keep all of the pieces or do you like when your collection is done, are you done? And then you move on to the next one or? So with swimwear, it's um, it's actually really um, handy for for us, but also I think for customers to keep uh, specific pieces that are um, kind of like staples and bestsellers to keep them rolling over. Um, because then you really know uh, the fit and you if you're in love with that fit you know that you can just always go back to and perhaps you know the um two years down the down the road you want to add like a print that will match your your top um you know you know that that tofino bottom is still going to be there um right. you know so and then each collection we do try to add uh one or two new styles so that is sometimes a challenge because, you know, not always does it work. So right. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, came up with with tops that I thought were going to work great. And in the end, you know, you sell a few pieces and then you realize that maybe this is not fitting as right or as perfect as I wanted to. So then I just take it out and focus on something new. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, and you mentioned a little bit the inspiration um, where it's like a story or a texture or something. Um, do you find inspiration other places? Like, do you go searching for it, like traveling or anything, or does it just really like come to you? <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think I really specifically go searching for it because I don't think I'm that kind of a person that 
if you put pressure on me, like do right. that now, <laughs> it's not gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> so it just has to. It just has to come to me, wherever it is, whenever it is, you know. Um, and so sometimes it's not a specific time uh, during the year that I block off for designing. Um, you know, right now I am finding that right now I I feel inspired a lot, so I'm actually. Um, you know, designing a new one piece and uh, have a few new things kind of percolating in my in my head. So, um, so those times I really focus on just sitting down, jotting, and you know, uh, doing sketches, uh, finding what I think would would look cool with the prints and stuff. Um, and then other times I just focus solely on the business side of things. So, so it it depends. Um, but. I think the inspiration is um, is anywhere, really. Um, and I find a lot of the inspiration is out in the nature. Um, so when we're out in the mountains, you know, um, or Vancouver Island, you know, or, or you know, any, any Canadian landscapes, really. And then the other side also of the inspiration is thinking about... Um, the warm bare skin right because sometimes you think about a print and to kind of imagine it on because it's such a small piece of garment that when you imagine it on on a figure on you know skin um it really excites you so so just all those things kind of play a role in the whole yeah collection inspiration <laughs> and and uh yeah, no, that's cool. It's always interesting to hear how like people channel their creativity because I feel like that's a very like a different thing for everybody. For sure, yeah. Um, and what have been some of the biggest challenges of running your own business, and how have you overcome them? Hmm. Well, I think um, I would probably have to say the biggest um, challenge that keeps happening, you know, over and over is is just perseverance I think um, when times are tough when you when you really feel like you know you question everything you do and you sort of start doubting yourself and you know how to keep going like how to not give up um, so those have been um, you know just I don't know I can't really point out one specific thing but just you know having your own business you kind of um, yes, it's great you're on your boss, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with it and, you know, a lot of dedication, a lot of hours and um, some days feel like, what is this all for? <laughs> and to, to push through that and to keep going and, and the next day realize that, yes, I'm, I'm meant to do this and I need to keep, keep going at it um, is probably the, the toughest challenge. Um, how to overcome that um, I think just staying the course and you know just kind of coming back to maybe the origins and, and to the beginning why you started it all and then also um, just surrounding yourself with a great supporting circle so lean on your family lean on your friends that believe in you lean on your your fans you know um, because that's really, in the end, why you're doing it all. So just 
just know that you know that tough moment is it's just gonna pass you're gonna be over it totally well and you do need those people because sometimes you get so stuck in your head and you need someone from the outside being like no like look how cool this is and you're like Absolutely. oh yeah okay I guess it's okay <laughs> like yes yes and taking those times to to really remember and and sit down and actually think about your accomplishments like even the little ones like is really important totally so. yeah I fully agree with that yeah. um if you could go back to the beginning of starting Hornabelle is there anything that you would change now that you've you know <laughs> uh you know I I don't know if I would I think a lot of things that happen from the beginning were meant to happen like whether it was for me learning as a business owner or me learning as as an entrepreneur or me just learning as you know from my own personal growth I think I think everything that happened was for a specific reason and so no I don't think I would say anything should change yeah <laughs> yeah you never know where you would have ended up if something was yeah was different yeah absolutely um and what advice would you give people who want to start their own business this is an interesting question for me I think um I think if somebody asked me that and if I would probably just say to them if you're really passionate about something do it don't let anything or anyone stop you um it's just like that whole saying, you know, you're going to regret something that you don't do, but if you do it, and even if you fail, you know, you're, you're not going to have regrets. Um, so just go for it. I think, I think this world needs a lot of risk takers and, you know, um, people to sort of push themselves and push the envelope. So, and um, as far as the advice, probably the best advice that I've ever gotten uh, that I can share was from my friend and business coach, Mallory, um, is that you are not your business. So try to separate you as a person and the business, even though it's an extension of who you are and that you're passionate about something, the business is not you. So. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Like yeah yeah um and is there have there been any like tools or resources that really helped you along the way um i know it wasn't a question that i no that's okay. i was just thinking about it um <laughs> that have helped like obviously you have a business coach so i'm sure that helped being able to talk to somebody but is there anything else that you would recommend to people who just need like help in general definitely you know um reach out to have a mentor, you know, and maybe not even just one, have a few, like definitely reach out to, to people that you think are successful and um, that are driven and that have gone through, you know, hoops because guaranteed that they've been through the same feeling or situation and they can offer, you know, a, maybe a different perspective. So. Um, so definitely, you know, for me sharing, uh, some of my journey with, you know, my business coach or, uh, with friends, you know, kind of always bounces back and, and gives me that different perspective and helps me understand sort of the bigger picture and sometimes even just help, helps me see, you know, maybe the end result or, or where I'm heading. Right. Because just like you say, sometimes you get so stuck in your own head that, you know, you almost need that 
outside perspective, that outside open room to kind of bring you back on track. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Um, and growing up, you were into sports. Like you said, that's kind of what the entire swimwear is based on. Yeah. Um, so what has being active and being involved in sports taught you um, over your life? Yeah, there's definitely a few things that it has brought to my life. Um, you know, I kind of, I don't think this is listed in any particular order, but strength one, you know, you, you really need to be uh, strong, not only physically, but mentally to, um, to just go out um, and, and do that sport, you know, for, for me, it's, I started out with windsurfing, you know, when I was a little little kid, and then it, you know, it translated into surfing and, and kite surfing. So, so those, you know, being out there in the elements, you know, when the wind's just hurricane strong, <laughs> and still going out, you know, um, and and feeling okay, feeling like yes, you can do it, and you have the power, um, is a is an amazing feeling, and I think that translates into a lot of different aspects in my life. Um, I would say patience too, you know, um, patience in, you need to be patient with yourself learning these sports, you know, it doesn't come over day. Um, windsurfing is probably one of the hardest sports. Yeah, no <laughs> Surfing as well, and, uh, and you just gotta have the patience, and you gotta roll with, uh, with the punches and take each day, you know, as it comes and, and keep at it. But also patience in, um, you know, sometimes you go out and you're not gonna get what you're looking for. You know, you're waiting for the wind, you're waiting for that wave. Um, so just being okay to be there and um, almost putting in your hours, <laughs> if you will, so, so a lot of patience. Um, and then I think, I think I also learned how community is really important, um, in one's life. And, um, so the friendships, you know, actually they're kind of like lifelong friendships. They're almost, um, you have this connection beyond, you know, a friend, um, and, and how that community sort of supports you, um. Yeah, those are all all great things that I can yeah. <laughs> gain from from doing these sports. So yeah, no, yeah. that's a great list. How often do you get out to surf or windsurf? Well, I, um, you know, here in, in Canada, the this or here in Alberta, I should say, um, the season, the water season, kind of starts. Um, I would say sometimes even April, mid to late April, um, and can go into. November even sometimes so so we can stretch it out you know we do yeah. need our <laughs> our uh, thick wet suits or dry suits sometimes um, but yeah during the season when it's you know we go out every time it's windy so it just kind of depends right. <laughs> I would say you know try to be two to four times a week wow. and then in the winter time we do take advantage of the beautiful mountains and mountainscapes. So, um, you know, we do a lot of snow kiting. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. If you're ever up at Spray Lake, um, there's actually a big community that usually oh, nice. goes up there and, and yeah. does it. So it's I don't think fun. I've ever seen snow kiting before. Like, I can oh, picture it because I'm, I'm just picturing, like, 
on the water, but then yeah. snow. <laughs> well, you can do it either on skis or snowboard, yeah. so you should come out oh, next time. Fun. Yeah. Is it, can you just pick it up, or is it hard? Like, if I snowboard, can I... So the snowboarding part doesn't have too much to do with right. it. It's more just about like learning how to fly the kite and yeah. learning, you know, the wind yeah. and, and directions and stuff like that so oh, that wow. you can keep it safe. Yeah. But Gosh, that would maybe all, I don't know, sounds hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a lot of schools actually out there, yeah. um, you know, here local in, in Calgary and Canmore that provide wonderful yeah. lessons so oh, it would be awesome to see you out there yeah no kidding <laughs> um and how do you obviously you fit in the sports into your life but do you stay active you taught at um studio, studio rev yeah and so how do you fit in that side of the activity like the fitness side how do you fit it into your schedule oh yeah <laughs> during the studio rev days it was quite easy because you know when you when you're teaching fitness classes you have to you're committed right you know, to that routine um now um it's been a little more um just kind of all over the place so i try to do a workout um at home and i actually do use a lot of the the routines that i taught at studio rev you know mm-hmm. without the surfboard right <laughs> but um i found those to be really effective and um you know working on the on the exact muscle groups that i want to work on your back shoulders you know legs glutes right <laughs> <laughs> the surfer bum um and other than that uh, i try to do a you know group fitness class whenever i can um with some of the local you know boutique studios here in Calgary they're amazing and then um what we recently actually uh, resorted to my husband and I used to climb a lot when we first met I guess um and uh with or after the kids arrived I kind of stopped for a little bit but now that there are five and seven we can now start taking them again so we actually started climbing you know few times a week with them and it's a it's such a fun activity and it's so great to see them you know like scale right (laughs) big big walls and yeah so so that kind of is thrown into the into the day um and what does a typical day look like for you I know today was very chaotic so is that a normal thing (laughs) I'm sorry to say but yes typically especially uh right now uh with the two small kids um you know life is still quite chaotic um still busy you know i do uh three drop-off pickups at school a day Uh, our youngest son is in kindergarten so it's half a day um so between trying to juggle that and doing work um trying to run the business and then still trying to fit in you know me time (laughs) whether that is a fit class or or you know getting out into the mountains um i would say it's busy it's hectic and um so i don't know if there's a typical day (laughs) (laughs) the typical is just busy yeah and how do you find obviously your work and life all intermingle but is there like do you batch your time or do you disconnect on purpose like how do you find a work-life balance yes I actually I 
I think a few years ago, I had my business on the mind all the time. And I kind of, even on the weekends, I would wake up and do, you know, at least a few hours uh, of work um, each day. And, and I found that after a while that gets exhausting and I felt, you know, symptoms of burnout and, you know, those times when you start questioning and doubting everything. And, and so, so I realized that not taking breaks was really not helpful for me or anyone around me. (laughs) So I really do. Um, I, I took a stance and, and I, and I had to say, you know, weekends are, our family so weekends are for me to recharge they're for us to be together as a family um and it's non-negotiable yeah. well i mean exceptions right <laughs> for, the <laughs> for the most part for the most part yeah uh the the weekend is kind of time to just turn it off and and go do whatever it is that we want to do right no, that's a, a good idea i feel like mm-hmm. more people I don't do that personally, but I don't you have don't. kids, so one day. <laughs> um, and I know you have young kids, but what is your favorite place to escape to? You know, Alberta is just such a fantastic um, place here. Like we've got, we actually have a trailer down at Kiva Lake. There's a nice community down there, and and uh, for most of the year, we basically go down southern Alberta. So um, you know, near Pincher Creek, there's the Old Man Dam. We spend a lot of time there. Obviously, the mountains, um, you know, are, are always a great escape, whether it's, you know, skiing, snowboarding, kiting, or, or touring. Um, and then I would say, I was trying to think about, you know, the favorite place to escape to away from, from home. And I think it always, it always is Maui. Um, you know, it's just such a, everything that I that I want is there it's all there in one place the ocean the wind the beautiful feeling you know the rainbows <laughs> and it's warm <laughs> and it's warm yeah <laughs> um and what is next for Harbell? um so this year actually in June uh, will mark five years wow. for Hornbell in business. That's so exciting. yeah, thank you. There's gonna be uh, some things that we'll probably plan out. So keep keep an eye on those. Um, and I think what what I sort of mentioned, you know, a lot of um, creative. What should I say? <laughs> a lot of creativity is happening right now. So I'm already thinking adding probably the apparel sort of line um, kind of along with the swimwear um, but keeping it a little more Canadian focus so you know your cover-ups will be just a little more heavy duty right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a little bit already been uh, samples done for children's line so started on that a little bit we'll see when that all pans out um, and then eventually um, you know, I've been asked uh, by a few men already, but I think the men's line will, will also be coming mm-hmm. sometime soon. So I um, haven't figured out if it's all going to be as an extension of Hunnabelle or, or perhaps something different, but um, those are all pretty exciting things to That's very exciting. That's a lot. A lot is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, just a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Is there a podcast or book that you would recommend to listeners? Well, right now, I'm actually, uh, I started reading The Universe Has Your Back. Oh, okay. Have I haven't read, read it? it. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Yeah, I've heard of it for, for a few years, and I don't know why I haven't picked it up earlier. Um, and I really like what I'm, what I'm reading. Um, you know, it kind of makes me, yeah, anyways, I won't spoil it. <laughs> Definitely pick it up if you're into sort of seeing things differently and, um, you know, kind of if you're struggling, whether it's in your personal or, or business life, you know, it's a, it's a great little uh, tool, little escape. And then for podcast, I think there's a little bit of a theme here. <laughs> I'm kind of on a quest of happiness. So <laughs> so the podcast that um, I put down, I really enjoyed listening to The Science of Happiness. Okay, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, they usually have different speakers from different okay. uh, walks of life. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of tell their stories. So it's, um, it's an interesting one. Yeah, oh, interesting. I'll have to listen to it. And where can people connect with you and Honabelle online? So obviously, uh, honabelle.com is the, the e-commerce website. You can uh, click through or you can just email me at honabelle.com. Um, Instagram is probably the, um, the number one kind of connector that I use. So for the company, it's at honabelle. That's H-O-N-U-B-E-L-L-E or my personal at Julia Hurt. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. <laughs>